on target. We're too close. Stay on target. Lock us in and stay on target with Denver's brand new sci-fi radio. Only on KFX 101.6 The Mix. And what's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of that Respect the Combat podcast. For those that honestly, who am I kidding? You guys know, know by now. It's episode 95, and we're just chilling. Mr. DLK, myself, Trico's just being himself on here. And we're joined, of course, by Eric, as you got as you guys may have seen. He is joining us a little bit more frequently now. But love him for it, especially in cases like this, because we have a lot of not only mainstream per huge, but we are recapping last weekend's insanity, but then covering a lot of Japanese wrestling, specifically within the women's, within stardom. And then I, I was actually somewhat fortunate to get updates on something that should have been updated a while ago but probably legally what so with that being said stay tuned and we'll see y'all in about three two and what's up y'all welcome back to another and what's up y'all welcome back to another episode of that respect the combat podcast my name is Mr. DL Keydon is, and with me, as always, is my co-host with the most Mr. Trico Fullerton. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? As uh, this is a uh, Halloween week, and we got some very spooky and some intriguing news for y'all for this week. God, by hell, that feels like it's been on Halloween already with all these uh, insane highlights, and really. This is actually tamer than what we've been doing all year. It feels tamer, but it was still crazy. Mm. And the Pacers are back with the NBA, stinking up the joint. Colts, if they lose again this weekend, I may just be chilling just watching games for the heck of it this season and not invested with the NFL. Because I know at that, that point it's like, the Colts are pretty much like in trouble for the division. And that's like the easiest way to get into the playoffs is win the division, not just playing around, you know? So other than that, that it's not just me. It's, it's not just me. It's not just Trico, but what is up, Eric? Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, things are looking pretty good on my end. Um, Dolphins got Tua back, back in, uh, back in route. Uh, got a nice Why? dealer. What? Why? Look, okay. Obviously, it seems like he cleared the medical protocol. Was it a bit quick for a concussion? Yeah, but I mean, he didn't seem at all rusty on Sunday. He seemed okay. Um, he didn't seem wobbly at all. He looked like he knew where he was. And, you know, the whole nine. And now, you know, Dolphins going to go all the way. They're going to take the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, go Dolphins. I'm going to keep my mouth shut because we're in the same division. So y'all would have to go through 
with the AFC, so y'all would have to go through the Colts, but I can't talk, <laughs> so I'm going to keep my mouth shut. And the AFC South is still trash, so. Yeah, but we got quite, like you said, we got quite a bit to go over. Um, I mean, just the mainstreams alone. Oh, um, boy. I are pretty crazy. I like, hate those, it. Like, those I already know we're all going to get into deep, deep discussions, and this might end up being a pretty long episode. Let's just start it. Yep, and... everybody get your popcorn ready, get your snacks ready. This is going to be a long one. Yeah, because like Eric said, we're starting with the mainstream, and I'm going to do these a little bit out of order with the lightest three first before we go into hefty, hefty, hefty. Because Hell in a Cell is officially dead as a pay-per-view. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God. Yeah, we can finally get uh, uh, back recognition to the Hell in a Cell name that deserves. Keep it Hell in a Cell for to to, to end a feud under. A good rivalry. Like, for example, the Cody Rose and Seth Rollins, which is not over, but but you know, as an example, or another example, like Edge versus Seth Rollins or Triple H versus Shawn Michaels, like those type of rivalries. I don't yeah. understand the Cody Rhodes Seth Rollins rivalry, though, because Cody Rhodes is 3 and 0 over him. Exactly. That's what I was like when they announced that. It's like, at this like why? It's like at this point, it's like at this point, Cody, at this point, fucking Seth Rollins just looks like a crybaby little bitch. But hey, you got to no, get... No, no, gotta, no, no, no. Wait, 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 no, yeah. I would not compare Seth to Crybaby for one reason. We're talking about the ultimate Crybaby in wrestling later. Okay. Yeah, you got to give yeah, Seth... All, right. You got to give Seth Rollins his flowers because um, it, it didn't really hurt Seth Rollins at all. It was about Cody Rhodes because if he could beat Seth Rollins three times, then it will make him eligible to be able to fight Roman Reigns. But that depends on... What's going to happen between now and the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania? We don't know what's going to happen between that, but you can't put it, yeah. you can't put it on Seth Rollins. You got to give him his flowers, man. No, I get Bro, what you're saying. I, am, I agree with that. However, his literal PLE record has only one win, one win over Matt Riddle, and that's it all year. And then now he's in a feud with Mustafa Ali, who can't even beat Austin Theory. Well, he here is with your money in your bank. He's untouchable. Well, uh, uh, Austin Theory. He tried to cash in on Braun Breaker. Shut up. Austin I'm just. Got... <laughs> Theory had a little losing streak. Well, so He's still sorry, on man. it. I'm sorry. I just had to troll for a second. He's still on it. Yeah. What no. the hell? Theory's Honestly, still on that losing streak. I mean, we all already know that Austin Theory winning the Money in the Bank contract was a Vince McMahon move. We all know that was a Vince McMahon decision, 150%. I mean, I, I mean hell, I remember the night of the pay-per-view. I called it. I'm like, watch, Austin Theory is going to be the mystery mystery opponent, and then he's going to win the whole damn thing. And then lo and behold, it happened. He pulled a Brock Lesnar. Yeah, this is like, and I even remember that night because I literally remember saying to you guys, this is the one time I wish I was fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah, and legit, the fact they Seth Dog literally owned Theory, and I'm sorry we're getting off track with this because I don't want to, but the fact that Seth literally said Theory, the only title he has a chance of cashing in successfully on is the 24-7 title. And, it's, and then Dana Brooke tried to shut 
chime in and defend herself. I'm like, before Theory said anything, I'm like, bro, you just got dunked on by Dana Brooke and Seth Rollins twice. You yeah. know what? He has a better chance of catching in on Braun Breaker because there's no way. No, has, no, 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 no. He has no chance he against Roman. Let's be honest here. He has no fucking chance. He has no fucking chance. No, if he was to try to cash in on Braun Breaker, he would fucking die. I'm sorry, but Braun Breaker has actually shown exceptional amounts of progress in the short amount of time he's he been lost. I think if they wanted to call him up, they had the best opportunity to and just put the title on either Ilya or JD. And you could have easily called up Braun Breaker like Sean's rumor. We'll get to it in the Halloween Havoc stuff, but Sean's thinking about calling up, having Carmelo yeah. get called up because of everything he did. And Braun's yeah. in that same category. But then again, you have to think his girlfriend's still in a feud that's probably the remix of Sasha and Bailey right now. Right. Core Jade, by the way, for you guys. And moving on, just the Chamber will be at the Bell Center in Montreal. The 2023 Elimination Chamber will be at the Bell Center in Montreal on February 23rd. Guess whose hometown that is? Uh, Montreal, Montreal, Canada. Wait. And he's a member of the Bloodline. Oh, yeah, that's Sami Zayn's. Yes. Yeah, that's so, Sami Zayn's hometown. Everybody's thinking, and I it just popped into my head, there's about to be some massive development. Either Sami screws over, either the Usos or Roman out won the titles, or there's going to be a massive Samoan beatdown of Sami Zayn in his hometown. Yeah. Well, not, he won't beat Gunther for the IC title. I'll say that right now. Well, Definitely we don't know. Sure. We don't know what's going to happen. But um, coming off this news, there's his, like only three pay per views left between now and then. Crown Jewel's basically set because it's next week. Then you've got Survivor Series, which I doubt Roman's doing a title defense. And the only other pay per view you have in between that and the Chamber is the Rumble. Do you see any major storyline developments within the bloodline from Survivor Series to the Chamber? Like blatantly. Breaking news: Sasha Banks and Sasha Banks and Naomi are new members of the bloodline. Nah, Wait, I can see that happen. I, I don't know about no. That. Granted, the Usos and them don't know how to keep kayfabe. The Usos and the New Day and them. Because literally, let's talk about this. The Usos are two weeks away from beating New Day's record. November 15th, the Usos become the longest reigning tag champs of all time. Guess who's currently got the record unless they put the title match somewhere in these next two weeks? Woods, Kofi, and E. I don't see that happening. You don't see Woods, Kofi, and E, like, getting a title shot and then beating the Usos? No, only because of the fact that, I mean, I mean, Roman Reigns is, Roman Reigns is creeping up on, on the, uh, on the record for longest, on like holding the title for longest reign. No, he's not. I thought he's pretty close because he's got, because he's had two years now. 
I was gonna say he's all. I'm pretty sure he's almost at 700 days, ain't he? He's over 700. Yeah, exactly. So he'd be close to the longest reigning champion. It would be like at least another year. Hang on, let me look this up. I'm gonna look this up. Longest reigning. Yeah, you got hey, Pels Morales, Bob Backlund, Hulk Hogan. And oh, Bruce you are Hogan. not. The longest reign is over. It would have to be another like six years, minimum, for Roman to have the longest world title reign of all time. WWE is not that stupid. The longest world title reign of all time is Bruno San Martino. Yeah, he's got the longest of the modern era. He'll be top five. Oh goddamn it! The year. Oh goddamn! Two thousand two thousand eight hundred and three days. Yeah, no, that's not happening. Yeah, that's not happening. But at least he'll be Never in mind. top five. In the top five. He's top five right now because they won't recognize number five. Yeah. But um which number uh, five is we'll get to him later. Yeah. But um given it to the fact that um that the elimination chamber will be in Montreal. This is the first pay-per-view in Montreal since the 2009 breaking point pay-per-view. Which that pay-per-view is basically known for <laughs> a submission match that went nowhere. Yeah. With DX and Cody and uh, Ted. And I heard a fact that this could be the final Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. And then in 2020. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, this could be the final Elimination Chamber pay-per-view in 2023. And uh, rumor has it that in 2024, it might be renamed back to No Way Out. We'll get to that down the line. But moving on, because... Who do y'all got for the World Series? Astros or Phillies? Early Ast- predictions. Asteroids. Astros. Astros. All right. I am indifferent because I'm not that big of an MLB fan, but something I am a fan of slightly, even though her husband's a jackass. AJ Mendez actually wrote Blade of the 47th run run which is out now yeah it's and, on demand and currently streaming on netflix right now on netflix. which props to her like going as she's executive producing a wow which how you feel about the promotion indifferent but on top of producing wow she's writing a writer for that movie and i'm like insane Nikki Car- and Nikki Cross returned, which is night. Nikki Cross, um, you want to talk about Nyla being a Nyla Rose being a menace? This is a menace to society personified, and as Corey Grace put it, insanity personified. And for those that. 20, you would say 2017, right? Eric, yeah, you would I say would say, yeah, about 2017. Yeah. Those that came in after 2017, Nikki Cross, what, the gimmick and the character that we're talking about was her NXT version that essentially just was known for having a screw loose. Yeah. And I would and, highly recommend you guys check out the match 
when, uh, when she was at NST against Versus Oscar. Oscar. Yep. Yeah, in that last woman stand, and it was a last woman standing match. It was a last. Yes. Match? Yeah. I'm. I would have said the. I'm surprised you didn't say the Fatal Four Way with the inspiration that actually gave them their singles. Like I think that's the most they ever done in singles competitors, and like the highest, like they had ever been, like even on the main roster, <laughs> was that Fatal Four Way match. But then Nikki still was crazy enough to take a double suplex off the announce table from the stage into another table. Who would be crazy enough to take that bump? <coughs> but also, before we go into the most insane part of the uh, mainstream, Tony Khan wanted to run his mouth. Now he has to deal with ROH's final battle going head-to-head with NXT Deadline, the final AW slash ROH and final WWE slash NXT pay-per-views of the year on the same day, possibly the same time. Um, I don't think it's going to be at the same time. I don't think so. I don't think so either because I think final battle is happening at like noon. Why are they running it that early? I thought they were running it later in the day. I don't know. Ask Tony Khan. He's trying to... That's him being a baby because it. I didn't even know that it was going to be on that early. I'm like, why? Um, Let's see. Let me make sure I'm getting that right. Because I know like Triple H is starting like the NXT shows around like 7, 8 o'clock. Um, because uh, NST used to uh show their pay per views very early. Oh, okay. Doors open at one, zero hour starts at two, and then the pay per view itself starts at three. Oh, that is him just trying to be us with a okay. So that's just dumb. 4 p.m. Oh, <laughs> and here's the thing both of these pay per views, anyway. Are competing with UFC 282, which let me just look the card up real quick. That's why he did it, and it's the rematch of probably one of the best fights of the UFC calendar this year. The rematch of Jerry Porchaka and Glover to share for the light heavyweight title, and this fight was a five round war. And considering the rematch, what let me go back. What city is Final Battle in? Uh, Arlington, Texas. Port- Arlington? Okay, so da- Dallas area. Yeah. Uh, this, I believe, UFC's in Vegas. Let's see if NXT is dumb enough to try and put something in either Vegas or Texas that day. I'm like, come on. Yeah, it feels. Yeah. I'll tell you this. That's going to be a fun. And I believe the preview of that episode, preview of those three will be what our go home episode for this season. And then our final episode will be the recap of all that. But it's just nuts. That you've got. A show that's going to be under 
hyped. And we'll get to the Halloween Havoc fallout in a second after we touch on the big story we got to cover in the mainstream. But I do think UFC 282 and with the perfect start time is probably going to be the show of that day. Probably. Because you got title matches that I'm not really excited for and maybe the third match in Roxanne and Cora's series, which I'm like, okay, it's whatever. But other than that, it's like, all right. And then finally, mainstream highlights before we touch over all the NXT slash Halloween Havoc highlights and news. Damn. That's all I can say, because uh, Brittany Garner lost her appeal so it got denied, and now she's starting a nine-year sentence in Russia over a vape. I was going to say, like, this is kind of fucking ridiculous. Like, what? how many cartridges did she have on her? Just one, two? I think it was just one, but it's yeah, literally you know, over vape. Yeah, if she was in the States, that'd be a $150 ticket, and then, okay, goodbye. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, I know here in the state of Ohio, you get caught with one card that's $150, two cards, it's $250, and then three cards is when it becomes a felony. But even then, it's not like anything serious, like nine years in federal prison. International federal at that. But yeah. And then on top of that, like, you know, Biden even just recently now released a bunch of criminals who are in jail for uh, marijuana related charges. So they're like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I honestly feel like there's a bit more to it than just like, oh, than just like, oh, well, we caught her with um, an illegal vape pen, uh, blah, blah, blah. I honestly think this is almost, I definitely think this has to We've do with We've had the fact these discussions on the pod, guys. And just so we don't have to reiterate any of like the political and stuff going over it, and just head back to some of our previous episodes, probably over the last two, three months. And Trico and I know I've talked about it over the course of some of her sentencing, just so it doesn't, one, doesn't reiterate, and two, we don't have to go deep into that rabbit hole, because I feel like we'll, we'll be here a while if we do. That's true. Um, okay. Any other thoughts, Trico, before we move out the mainstream and go back on the NXT? Nah, but uh, let's get into... um. These um, yeah, Halloween, this Halloween havoc, and see what's the um, what we what we can think what's the plan is going to be for 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 NSC deadline, but um, but not just Halloween havoc, but there was some major things happened, real major things that happened on this past week's NXT that kind of do need to be touched on. I really do need to be touched on, as. Anybody should say, and need to be said. Yeah, as long, first, as, they, as long as it ain't about macaroni and cheese. Ain't about macaroni and cheese. I'm gonna move on because I don't even know where that that reference is coming from. Bruh, our truth. Bruh, our truth. Like I said, we're gonna move on. Bruh, but there was only one. Unfortunately, there was only one title change. And that was obviously the NXT North American title since it was vacated. And 
the former Desmond Xavier, Wesley, was able to climb the ladder and win win the title. I think that that was the right move for, for Wesley to win. But I do believe that when uh he makes his um main roster debut, it's gonna be with Nash Carter. So but so as long as the wait, all- wait, 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 no 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 so you think Triple H through all these allegations, Triple H and Sean are gonna bring him back? Bro, Kimberly is a um you know what? Like why why are you gonna bring up something that happened like years ago and then just kind of come up with it like that's some bull? Like that's some bull. Like we're I said, not fuck Kimberly. Di- we're Kimberly. not getting into this discussion. Let's just fuck Kimberly. Like I said, we're not gonna get into this discussion because <laughs> it's gonna be an entire hour in itself. And then in the and this is what I thought you were talking about for a second until you referenced the tag partner stuff. Because Sean in the post media call for Halloween Havoc said that Carmelo Hayes is ready to get called up. And before anybody says it, this was recorded before SmackDown. So, and I don't think it would make sense to randomly just turn him babyface because he's black with cornrows. I mean, everybody thinks he's joining Hit Row. I'm like, no. Well, we don't know yet. But, like I said, we record this before SmackDown, and this airs during SmackDown. So we may be proven wrong. We may not be. But it makes zero sense. Well, well all I can say is SmackDown is doing better than Raw right now because uh, SmackDown got a lot of groups in, uh, in factions. Well, who knows? They might bring bring Rock got a lot of injuries. Rock, Rock got a lot of injuries. They might bring out trios championships to WWE. Who knows? Rock got too many injuries because you know Champa's out now too. Champa's out for nine months with a hip injury. So before we get, I was gonna say before we get too much into Halloween Havoc and whatnot, can we just talk about one specific thing from Dynamite last night? What? What was up with the Thanos snap like video? We will get to that, Eric. Trust me. Uh, I already talked. I already talked talked about with Leland, but um. Okay, guys. Before y'all start, before y'all start, save that for the all out stuff because that was part of my all out updates. Even though I have nothing Um, in the notes, save that for the all out updates. Okay, we can talk about that in a minute because I knew that's where you were going. But yeah. Odyssey Jones and Electra Lopez both returned on screen last night, which this past week, which I'm like, Odyssey Jones, I'm kind of like, okay. But Electra Lopez, and I know I can't spell before anybody calls me out on my notes, but her being back and not with Legato, but as a solo, I kind of like that idea for one specific reason. Because it defines her as a character, not just as a manager. Zelina defined herself as a character, even while managing Andrade. Carmella really didn't 
when she debuted with Enzo and Cass right before they got called up, Nikki really wasn't truly defined. Nikki Cross, not Nikki A.S.H., was clearly just needed to get sharpened a little bit more, and the women's division needed it in NXT at the time. Needed kind of the seasoned wrestlers to counteract, like, the inspiration being in the title picture, which it kind of worked. But I do think her being back down there because her match with BFAP sucked. Do y'all remember that one? Yeah. yeah. But uh, she definitely needs some work. And I think um, she'll probably do better as a single, but we'll just have to see uh, where it goes from uh, from there. And, oh, uh, yeah. And I think Sean knows what he's doing with that. But a stat that coming out of Halloween Havoc that I told the guys earlier this week, and Eric was kind of pissed at me for saying, but it is the truth. If Mandy Rose is still champion after NXT deadline, she will be the second longest reigning NXT women's champion of all time come December 18th. If she holds it, if she holds it, let me finish because there's another half to this. If she holds it until WrestleMania, 2023 WrestleMania LA, she will be the longest NXT women's champion of all time. In which it don't need to ha- uh it don't need to happen. It could happen, but really doesn't really need to happen. But I will say this. Now Albert Fire did not win the title. Now there's only two people that uh on my list that this should be Manny Rose is either I know y'all gonna rap me on this on this first pick, Nikita Lyons, because everybody been uh, talking about Nikita Lyons for a long time, but that's the backup. But he, but my next one is the one that really should be Manny Rose, and that's Roxanne Perez. Roxanne Perez. So uh, that's why I think it's gonna happen either it's gonna happen after deadline, because both of them seem like they're going into the program. And if anything, I feel like it's going to be Roxanne beforehand, depending on what happens at Deadline, because I feel Deadline will have the rubber match between Jade and Perez. And then that's when probably Breaker drops the NXT title. Him and Cora get caught up, and Cora can join either Judgment there, Damage Control with Bailey or Rhea. And Braun can pretty much wreck shop on Raw. To get in that U.S. title scene, which man is insane right now, but that's what I feel like could happen. And then Roxanne beats Mandy, and Booker gets that uh, proud dad moment. Which, before we get into the positive that we got to touch on, speaking of Booker T, let's talk about his response to like these homophobic comments that everybody's been saying that he's been making toward Quincy Elliott. Because, oh boy, the gimmick from, it's not my cup of tea. Just think the cross between for you, for older wrestling fans, like Attitude or attitude or Ruthless Russian era wrestling fans. I would put Quincy Elliott's gimmick a cross between World Slayer just love machine viscera and gold dust. 
Am I wrong? World's largest love machine and Goldos. Is, yeah. And yeah, people are saying because Booker is not a fan of the gimmick, he's homophobic. And let me just, this got transcribed through Fightful, but this was from Fightful slash Wrestling Inc. From his Hall of Fame podcast, this is Booker T's response. Let's get this straight. I'm not homophobic, okay? I have nothing against people making their choice of who they want to love, who they want to sleep with. I don't care. That's not my business. But Quincy, Quincy might just have to give me a reason to like him. I didn't like Goldust in the beginning, okay? But Goldust turned out to be one of the greatest acts in the history of the business. I don't think I can be homophobic and work with someone like Goldust. And he is literally right, because you think of the layers Goldust had to, like, peel off just to be, to become, like, the household name and the, a generational talent. Like, yeah. granted, he got slotted in the tag and tag and U.S. title scene. And to think, it was only maybe two years where he went really left field back in the mid-90s. But his gimmick kind of toned it down post, definitely post-ruthless aggression era. There were still some, like, androgynous stuff he was doing, especially with Regal. But it was like, he turned it comedic and then became serious, especially around the Rhodes family versus the Shield stuff in the previous, like, 10 years. And now, yeah. and if people can't say, like, and people still want to use that against Booker, I said it when I saw the gimmick the first time. But yet, here's the thing, when I said Big Daddy V and Goldust, Quincy reminds, and Booker's had a situation, why that combo, if you don't have the cardio, doesn't work. And Booker has slammed a competitor already for that and got him kind of almost ostracized out of WWE. Y'all remember ZZ from Tough Enough? Yeah. Yeah. Think of who were all three of the judges. And Booker was festering that anger inside for most of the season. Billy was the one that almost got him canceled. If Billy Gunn was involved the performance NXT right now, oh my gosh. And you think Booker's comments were nice? Booker's comments were hateful? Billy got triggered over ZZ not taking it serious to get his cardio up. And you can tell even in the match with Zion Quinn, he was gassed. Quincy was yeah. gassed, and it was just bad. Like, and this was supposed to be the host of Halloween Havoc, and then, like, just using himself, like, oh, I'm going to twerk and, like, just blow your kiss to uh, distract you in a match with one of the worst uh, worse, uh, athletes in 2.0, a Lash, a.k.a. Trash Legend, and 
one of the more reckless on the main roster in Chelsea. Don't believe me? What do you think Candace said will wear a sling and wider half of the way? Shots, he missed time to duck. A senton off the top of the cage and landed on Candace's arm. Yeah. Any other thoughts before we move on? Because I don't have any more of the facts. That is Booker T's statement. And obviously, Twitter tried to get him canceled over just being honest about a character, not being able to separate a character from a person like we should do in the industry. Well, I mean, the problem nowadays with people is that a lot of people nowadays are just super sensitive and they think that they have to control what people say. Um, They kind of think that no matter what, like if it's based, like basically now, like instead of actually like, you know, taking certain comments, they're supposed to be considered like, you know, racially offensive or, you know, sexually offensive or anything like that. They, they basically take any little thing that doesn't sound right to them and then it's like oh i need we need to cancel this person because i don't like the way they're talking and it's it is honestly the dumbest shit i have ever had to deal with because i have to deal with this type of crap on a regular basis with people so i mean booker t is just giving his opinion as a veteran he's been in the business for a very long time and you know it's just that off of first glance he's not the biggest fan of quincy's character that's just his opinion. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's he, got them. He wasn't a fan of Patrick Clark. And granted, if Patrick Clark didn't do what he did, would be literally in that Roman Reigns category for Raw right now, and you wouldn't have two titles split, like on the same dude right now. Mm-hmm. Well, we And this was Cena talking, not me talking. This was straight from Cena. Yeah. Well, we're living in a, a political world, guys. It's just some things that um that, that you want to get off your chest, but um, it just uh, gotta be careful of, of, of what you say and what you say it too. I mean, look at Kanye West, but that's another story. Oh yeah, I mean, I've had I got into a whole thing with people at my job to, at my job yesterday about Joe Biden and everything because of the fact that I'm not the biggest fan of him. I'm not the biggest fan of him, and I wasn't the biggest fan of Trump either. I would just like to have a president that remembers what he does an hour an hour prior. Okay, so we're gonna move on just before we get into that because <laughs> it, it this episode is the last episode before election Tuesday, and I'd rather <laughs> not. But the big thing, and we're talking about people's online perception. online perception of who people should be, who people should say, of what they want to do. And we talked about a near 60-year-old and their response to it. Let's talk about a 21-year-old and her response to it. A 21-year-old that just so happens to be Simone Johnson, who made her NXT debut not the same way and similar to one of our colleagues did back in 2014, 2015, but as a member of the schism. And that member, obviously, obviously is a Ava Rain. And who's Simone Johnson, you might ask? Well, Simone Johnson just so be, 
just so happens to be the daughter of If You Smell What the Rock is Hogan. AKA Black Adam Ryder. Black Adam. Black Adam. Black yeah, AKA I don't want to. AKA Dwayne The Rock Johnson for president in 2024. Yeah. <laughs> you know that would ha- probably happen, which is would be crazy. Well, but, yeah. in case y'all didn't know, Young Rock will be premiering next, next Friday on NBC. Next Friday. Okay. We're going to move on, but yeah. It's um, I'll crazy. say this. Um, this was a good. This was a good debut, but um, I like the fact that uh, they didn't go with all oh, that. Uh, that since he's Samoans, he's part of the um the Hawaii family that she would be part of the bloodline. Like, no, no, everything. That was what Twitter was wanting. Yeah, not everybody said that. Yeah, not every person got to be part of the bloodline. Like, um, let her go on her, her own route, and then uh, like. She don't always have to be. She don't always have to be looked at as the Rod's daughter. Not not always. Like let, let her build her own um, her home stance, her own legacy. But um, I will say this. Denouncing her daddy. Yeah, but I will like, say this. Her allegiance to Gacy and denouncing her, her daddy. Yeah, that's not that's my biggest problem. Like she's the she's gonna be the only one that's gonna make um uh, that that group that interesting. Like. That group already died when uh, when when Joe Gacy was involved with a rivalry bond breaker. That that group already died. Um, I mean, the second like Parker Bordeaux like randomly got fired because he sucked in the ring. Apparently, as soon as that change happened, that's when the Joe Gacy character like suffered, and he really, as a character, kind of hasn't fully recovered. Outside of because it's like. So you're going to pull the same stunt. Why would you pull the same stunt that you did on Rick Steiner to The Rock to make a point? That makes no sense. And besides, like, Ava's father is The Rock, and she's part of the schism, so it makes no sense. Ron Breaker... Like his dad's Rick Steiner, so that kind of makes sense just to secure the title match. Like, what motivation would he have to even interact on screen with The Rock? That's why I'm like, if people want this Rock versus Roman match next year, the most The Rock should be doing on screen for WWE is accepting a Hall of Fame speech and have somebody other than Ava Rain to keep the prestige of the gimmick up. I'm all for keeping some semblance of kayfabe to a point rather than just killing kayfabe on social media, which the New Day and Usos, like I said, did using Black Wakanda forever. And I'm like... Just like T'Challa said, we don't do that here. We don't do no nonsense here. We don't do that nonsense here. We don't do that. Apparently we do. Apparently we do. Which, man, I feel bad for everybody. But yeah, it's just crazy. Uh, yeah. Good, Eric. I know you've been quiet regarding this whole Avarain Simone Johnson situation. Oh no, you're fine. Um, 
hang on one second. I'm having to handle a situation because somebody's trying to be immature. Um, okay. So, um, honestly, I mean, I kind of like how they did the whole thing. Uh, I genuinely think they did it properly. Um, I kind of like how they debuted her. You can kind of tell that they worked with her a little bit on like how she talks and everything. If that makes sense. That is Shawn Michaels 101. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to see that, you know, she's doing well and that, um, Sorry, I got sidetracked with something. I just randomly saw pop up with another with my other job. Um, but you yeah, did, no, you did. no, I do like how the I do like how the premiere was used and everything. And it was actually intriguing anyway how they built to it because it was this red ho- hooded figure, and you never could tell that it was like somebody in a dress until like she took the hoodie off, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. So it made total sense and it, I actually liked it. But moving on and out the mainstream, actually out of NXT, excuse me, let's talk UFC 280. Oh boy, this show was crazy last weekend because Aljo is still the UFC Bantamweight champion and legit this the bantamweight division just got confusing as all heck after a controversial decision in the undercard between Sean O'Malley and Peter Jan. Jan's considering leaving the promotion after the second like botched judge's decision, and he's blaming the UFC for it. So he almost wants to leave. But with that being said, O'Malley. 50-50 is considered the top contender, but I don't know the status of him in the U.S. You saw the te- you saw the testing pool, but Henry Cejudo is throwing his name out there for Aljo, and then Sterling's also because he's tired of cutting, having to cut thirty five pounds just to get in the fight shape. Every uh, to get into a fight, he's walking around 170 and he started cutting to 145. Because imagine the strain like cutting 35 pounds within a two, two month period just randomly. The shotgun does to a body, so he's considering moving up to featherweight over that. What do you guys think? Just over that half. Aljo moving up to fe- moving up to featherweight, possibly fighting Cejudo, or fighting probably if they do a rematch the between Jan and O'Malley. But it's just a mess. Before I move on into the Islam insanity, which is another can of worms within the uh, UFC. I'm kind of interested. I'm kind of interested. All right. 
Any thoughts, Eric? Not really. I'm not the biggest UFC guy. All right. So with that, Islam Lockett like tapped out Charles Oliveira and now is the undisputed UFC lightweight champion. After, of course, what happened the last time Oliveira was out in the cage and the random half pound that got him stripped of the title. But his next fight is already confirmed. And Alexander Volkanovsky is trying to become double champ in February. So we are getting Makhev versus Volkanovsky, champion versus champion for the lightweight title. And that fight is going to be insane, especially if that. I'm curious where that fight goes. But guess who's not in the USADA testing pool after all this time he's been talking like, oh, I'm coming back, I'm coming back. Connor's not in it. And the early, and guys, get this straight. I want you to understand this. The earliest USADA will allow him to even get sought, to even go into a fight if he were to if he were to get in the USADA testing pool for steroids and everything else, he would not be able to fight. And this today, he would not be able to fight until July at the earliest, the earliest July 23, 2023, if he was in the USADA testing pool today. Yes, I know it's six months, which will put him into next May, but obviously... You can't even get sanctioned for a fight until the six months in the testing hole. Crazy. And before we go into break, or do you guys want to say the insanity for after break or just go into the two crazy parts with these rollout details and these contract issues, contract recital issues? Um, I mean, we could talk about one, go to break, and then talk about the other. What about you, Trico? Yeah, same. All right. With that, brawl out. Brawl out now? Brawl out now. All right. I'm sorry. I got to talk about it. It's been itching me this whole time. <laughs> well, the fact that the elite, they finally showed images of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks after... What has it been like a month and a half, two months? Yeah. So he finally showed a promo with them, but the promo was them and the E and all elite wrestling being Thanos out of existence. They only had three weeks left and like maybe two, three dynamites left before full gear. I don't see them showing up before full gear. And unfortunately, my prediction is we're getting a rematch of something I don't want to see again because I'm sick of seeing the six of them at it. Death Triangle versus Best Friends. We're going to get that again for all the gold. Trios and All Atlantic. Winner takes all. And then all you hear is the elite. The, the elite on the winner. And then you get Kenny's double champ, the Bucks is tagged. Six-man tag champs. So Kenny can be the traveling champion that he was trying to do and then reclaim or at least do something with Conan right now for uh, 
Chablain. Because I think that's the only obligation this whole suspension and investigation really is hindered because AAA Mexico City, Kenny Conan was trying to get Kenny to drop a promo since he's still the number one contender for the world title because he only lost it due to the 500 injuries he has right now. And yeah. But to be honest, from what I heard about the dog, about CM Punk's dog, Larry, is like when the Bucks kicked down the door, it kicked it over Larry to where Larry broke his jaw and has two missing teeth. Yeah. Which, it's just a crazy situation all around. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, the whole the whole thing last night, like, kind of confused me. I'm like, okay, so are they coming back? Are they not coming back? Like, what's going on? Are they, like, being, is this, like, saying they're being wiped from existence? Like, what the hell? You really like, can't unless the, you change the name of the company. Yeah, like, I mean, I read the, I read a report saying that the investigation is now closed. The Fightful one? Yeah. I think I saw that, too. Yeah, so I saw that the investigation's been closed, so maybe um so maybe like I don't know. Um maybe they have maybe shoot, I completely lost track of what I was gonna say now. Um I mean maybe they end up coming back at full gear, like you just said. And I don't necessarily three weeks out and that's the next major show. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that um, I don't necessarily think that they're going to take the titles right then and there, um, but I do think a feud will be will be made there. Yeah, I do think they set it up, and I know people say, "Oh, you can finish the the elite and Adam Cole storyline right now," but I'm like, Adam Cole still got that high grade concussion. Don't do it. Yeah, no. And that would be shoving the kingdom down our throats, which who wants more ROH crap to be shoved down yeah. our throats? Which I guess we can talk about it now since I just brought up the OGK. Because yeah. when I say titles versus contracts in wrestling, the OGK, when they lost the Impact titles, that episode of Impact Wrestling aired a week after their AEW slash ROH debut. ROH return slash AEW debut. Impact is pissed. Yeah. Which, do you think that was right of AEW to drop debut them before that episode? When they knew. Because apparently there's still, there's still like some loose partnership with... Uh, impact but i guess not yeah no that was kind of weird um i kind of felt like uh they might have wanted to hold off on that um until after the episode so that then you know like brank and hebner rough brian hebner said like y'all couldn't wait a week yeah no nah, like that i mean he's right like he's not wrong like like what you couldn't wait an extra week like literally and like, it wasn't even a dynamite debut it was a rampage debut 
yeah, and like on top of that, now all of a sudden this ramp this week on Rampage, you're giving him a TNT title shot against Wardlow, which we all know that how that's gonna fucking end. He's gonna get squashed. Which, bruh, don't get me started on. Okay, I'm gonna touch on this right now. Do y'all think? And I saw this through the um, Stephen Larson's channel. Do y'all think ROH is screwing over AEW? Like, ROH's product is hurting or helping AEW? Pull in the room, guys. Y'all think ROH is hurting or helping AEW? Oh, I mean, the problem right now is the fact that I mean, I think putting ROH on in AEW TV time is kind of hurting it. Like, ROH needs its own time slot, just like how AEW needs its own time slot. I feel like trying to push ROH through AEW's time is, yes, I do, th- I do believe it is somewhat hurting the companies slightly, like, not on purpose, but they're doing it in- unintentionally. Shoot, ROH is getting more spotlight on Rampage than... AEW does like uh, I think it's time for our way to get to get his own show like Warner Brothers Discovery need to need to come up with something and they need to put it on Tuesdays fine but put it in a competition a little darker dark elevation and replace that with ROH TV yeah like do something like do something you have the time slots just do it Tony I don't care granted FTR why the hell are FTR feuding with the freaking gun club right now? They got two feuds, the gun club and the kingdom. They got two feuds. Over the same set of belts. So are we about to get the gun club versus Well, FTR? we don't know which title they going for. Which Who? The LGK? They're going for the ROH. They said No, that. I know the, the kingdom's going for the ROH, but who who's the gun gun we're going for? Which title they ROH? Going? Where will that? Why the hell would they go for the uh, IWGP? And here's the thing. I don't think FTR is making it to final battle if they're doing Tag League. Well, I don't know. But I think it's probably going to be – I think it's probably going to be the kingdom. I don't know. But we'll see. I think it's going to probably But yeah, yeah. If they do World Tag League, they won't be doing Final Battle because Tag League starts the week post Thanksgiving. The week after Thanksgiving is when Tag League starts, and it runs for about most of December. And then you would have to go straight from Russ Tag League to Wrestle Kingdom to defend those IWGP World Tag Team <laughs> titles. And obviously, considering they're not the strong tag titles like Ozzy Open has, they're defending them boys January 4th. Yeah, but um, I don't know if y'all discussed it yet already, but um, ACL Spencer is lifted. We all know the elite is Spencer. still got fired. Yeah. We yeah. talked about that last week when it happened. And it got yeah. confirmed. He got fired. But um, if you guys have not seen the video package, 
They did like a um like a Thanos. We talked about that too. Yeah, it was. You like have not been paying attention, Trico, or you right. had to leave the room and you just didn't say anything. Yeah, I had to did, leave the room for a second, but I had to check on something. But um, yeah, we, we we did all the brawl out stuff before we hopped into this. This just somehow transitioned into it, which we got to talk on the other half of the titles, which. Speaking of New Japan, and this, oh boy, Crown Jewel just got interesting. And kind of, if you're a fan of New Japan and WWE, this makes next weekend very, very interesting. And let me explain why. Because Carl Anderson is the current reigning and defending never openweight champion for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Well, well not exactly defending. Well, arguably. he's the reigning, not defend. He's not exactly defending the belt. I was gonna get to that because he has a scheduled title defense in Osaka at the same the same day as him wanting to get body slammed by Rhea Ripley, which why would you want this? So. And here's the funny thing. New Japan knew prior to them signing, as far back as August, they were signing with WWE. So they worked with them. I wish that... I hate to say Tanahashi's pretty much the reset reset champion at this point in his career, but he really is, though. Because they did it with Jay when Kenny left, was just put the belt on Tanahashi, and then they reset the course to from Jay to Okada and then Okada run with it in 2019. It should have did the same thing here. Cause I know they want the belt eventually on Hikaleo. That's why they wanted to do the Hikaleo match next weekend. But Anderson obviously is choosing Saudi and there's no way anybody could be in Saudi and Osaka Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, and then travel to Osaka Joe Hall in the same day. I mean, unless the Marvel Universe becomes a real thing, and then he contacts Doctor Strange, and then, you know, does his little thing. Bruh, that's not even the half of it. It's Osaka Joe Hall versus to Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. <clears throat> and New Japan is wanting to strip him of the belt, and Hikaleo said, don't do it. I will take the belt off him. And yeah, it's just a weird situation. And then I mean, obviously sure. people are thinking WWE is going to write him off on Monday. So that way he can fulfill that agreement contractually rather than like that become a whole legal thing with New Japan trying to get their property off him. Yeah. I, I, unlike Vince, unlike Vince, Triple H isn't stupid with that shit. Yeah, so Anderson's going to get Anderson and possibly Gallows because I don't know whether or not Yano, like who, it was just a weird match because Yano kept hitting Gallows in the nuts. Thank you, Tar Yano. So I don't even know what that storyline was about and if that had a title attached to it. But I, what I do know is Anderson still has a title and it's either put the guy over or legal action will get taken 
or you get stripped to the belt. Because I think they just stripped. Because I know when Shinsuke debuted, they let him debut as champ, but then they stripped him to the title after a certain amount of time, right? Yeah. So Anderson can kick and scream and say he's not going to do it. That to me says he's going to, they're going to write him off by judgment day stupidity and hope nobody like is watching new japan stuff you referenced it on commentary you idiots well we shall see well raw just became must-see just if nothing else just for that <laughs> and speaking of must-see we'll see you on five built ford tough It isn't just a slogan. It's an attitude that runs deep in the history of Ford truck engineering and has produced America's popular lineup of rugged and dependable Ford pickups. That lineup is even bigger and more affordable with the 2020 Ford Ranger, tested under conditions more extreme than you would ever likely encounter. Ford engineers set a grueling test regimen to prepare the new Ford Ranger for the demands of all-terrain travel. Durability trials on roads so punishing that robots were called in to do the driving. Days of constant shaking in the lab to help identify and reduce squeaks and rattles and tune suspension parts and body mounts for durability and performance. The 2020 Ford Ranger, it's more than up to the challenge of taking on your toughest test. You can find the new Ford Ranger as well as our entire 2020 roundup at Ford.com. Ford, over 40 years of built Ford tough. And just like that, we are back and oh baby. It's this weekend, might as well just be redubbed. This weekend might just well be redubbed Fight Night because Jake Paul is back in the boxing ring before his brother pretty much catches the Samoan beats. And only though he is fighting the most dangerous striker in UFC history in Anderson Silva, who is 3-1 with two... Three and one with two knockouts in an eight-round cruiserweight fight versus Jake Paul, who is five and zero with four knockouts. That is your main event, eight-round cruiserweight, with a very curious in the undercard four-round cruiserweight fight between former NFL football NFL Steeler Le'Veon Bell versus the former UFC knockout. Former UFC knockout artist Uriah Hall. It it's a crazy weekend, and the fact of the matter is, and I gotta commend Uriah on this, turning himself around after stuff about a depression post UFC retirement. So, do you think Anderson Silva is gonna be the one to shut up Jake Paul and lose to his brother? Possibly posterizing scene, Roman. Or do you think we get Jake Paul knocking out a UFC Hall of Famer and Logan Paul knocking out Roman Reigns? I swear to God, if Logan Paul beats Roman Reigns, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. You have him. You have Roman Reigns beat every other fucking person on planet Earth, basically. 
including Oldberg. For two years. Including Oldberg. And Which we then, all know. And funny thing about Oldberg, he wants the smoke again from Roman. But yet, apparently, Roman's one true weakness is a YouTuber. A YouTuber with Saudi money. Saudi right. influence. Like that's what I mean. Like I don't like I don't see I don't see Logan Paul going over. I I can't see I can't see Triple H having Logan Paul going over. Because he if this, I, was Vince, remember, if this was Vince, Logan Paul would be going over. But easily. but since it's Triple H, I don't see it happening. Just be just based off the fact that um, Triple H himself has even stated when he was on um, his podcast, Logan Paul's podcast. <clears throat> they asked him, they're like, so just out of curiosity, like, what was your first response when, you know, you heard Logan Paul was coming to the WWE? And without hesitation, he straight up said, who the fuck is that guy? Yes. <laughs> well, Connor, he kind of regretted him. Yeah, he straight up was just like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> Come uh, on. Who, so that's what who saying, really like, thinks? Who really thinks Logan Paul gonna be Roman Reigns? Come on, that's like playing WWE 2K right, 2K22 right now. I'm sorry, it's pro wrestling and it's sports entertainment and money talks, and they are Logan in Paul. Saudi. If Logan Paul wins, I'm figuring out how much I have. I'm figuring out how much I have to save up in order to invest. If, if in order to invest enough money to where I am 51% owner of WWE, and I'm taking the fuck over. I'm dead. I am so dead. That is so funny. Yeah, we're talking about Logan, which we're going to be talking about his loud mouth next week. But we're talking all because I brought up Jake. Do you think Anderson Silva shuts Jake Paul up? No. I don't think so. I mean, he shut up KSI online because KSI was starting to talk trash and Anderson Silva was just like, bruh, like, why you got to do that? And who could get mad at Anderson Silva? Who could get mad at Anderson Silva? He's a very sweet man. Like, even Chell Sonnen in the height, during the height of their feud was not mad at Anderson. It was just the way the fight ended up, he got mad at. And wanted the run back. It was just Chael got destroyed. So right. it was like, why? Right. No, I get it. And even then, it's like, would you want Chael Sonnen to get destroyed or go for it? And Anderson's like now just chilling with Chael Sonnen and like invited him over to his house for like just a barbecue. He said yeah. down in Japan and he even joked with them not in Brazil because they kill him. I was like, when I heard that during one of the pre- early press conferences going into the fight, and he's just chilling with Jake Paul anyway, I'm like, wow, okay. This is going to be a fun fight. That's going to be a fun fight. But let's move over to – I'm going to start before I hop into – For the sake of the guy, for Eric and Trico on this, I'm not going to cover – the uh world tag the goddess to stardom tag league stuff this week i'm gonna move it that's gonna be over to next week and that's just to keep up with who's in what the brackets are but i am gonna talk about 
the multiple matches in kind of a somewhat reverse order that just got added to crossover, which one is kind of like a screw you, I'm home match. And the other one is probably the biggest stardom match to date. And it has so much history in it. You could easily see, I could see this, the stardom match that got added, all stardom could be the equivalent of if Cody goes back to AEW and then we get Omega versus Rhodes. And this is kind of a dumbed-down version, a more um, higher-level version of what Seth tried to do with Cody. Cody left, tried to return. But let me get to these matches first. Because the two that got added were the United Empire's Jeff Cobb, Great O'Conn, and Aaron Hanare versus Toriano, the world's biggest Japanese crybaby, and Kazushika Okada, and Keiji Muto, the great Yuta, and the great Muta's final New Japan appearance ever in his career. And it's in a six-man with Okada. Yeah. I... I am at a loss for words for that one. But the match, I am not a, I am probably, I could easily see this as one of my match of the year candidates at the end of the year. Two of the quote unquote daughters of stardom, two of the pillars of the original stardom are going at it after Kyrie's five years and leaving Mayu Byers to fend for herself. In, w, in Japan while she was basically explored her brand in WWE. The icon of stardom versus the Pirate Princess or the IWGP Women's Title. Kyrie versus Mayu Iwatani. Before this match even goes down, who do you have in a line? Early predictions. Uh, I see Kyrie taking it. Trico, Kyrie, Kyrie versus Mayu, who you got and why? Kyrie. I, I'm iffy because I don't know about Mayu's English, but that promo she cut with Tanahashi is just kind of crazy. And this was during the presser because it felt like Mayu was taking it. I knew she was making it to the final, and considering their history, and then, at least she didn't do what Eo did when she left Mayu, but Kyrie still left Mayu in the dust, which was nuts to go to WWE. And Mayu kind of felt the same way Suzu did when it came to Julia and Ice Ribbon, just like abandoned and on her own. And now Kyrie came back to try and make amends and pick up where she left off. Mayu's like, uh, no. You're not about to do this. And granted, we're doing, we recorded this before the New Japan NYC show, R Rumble on 44th, I believe. Mayu may not, maybe or may not be the SWA champion going into this match. So if she is, what do you guys think is the future of the SWA title with Stardom? 
you think that gets discontinued just so because it kind of has a similar principle with what they're trying to do use that as a global expansion championship for new japan for the women that's why strong is what it is i mean maybe new japan is finally getting with the times they're gonna have some women wrestling like more so like more often in their like regular day-to-day shows like i said strong has not just mayu versus kylan king mayu versus kylan king but you've got stars versus you've got cosmic with uh mina and waka versus a couple of north american indie talent on the show in the in the pre-show so yeah yeah but i think we're all in agreement that even though it's a match of the year candidate with just the history alone between these two it should be Kyrie just because of the dialect barrier the my use english is not on the level of Kyrie's, and i do think if they use this especially if Tony Khan wants to get his grubby hands on using any New Japan products like he did with uh, Jay, which, no, I do think they're going to need somebody that can speak some, some, if not fluent English, which would be Gary in this case. Not a knock, knock, not a knock against Mayu, I just think it'd be better for Kyrie. And the fact, like, Mayu, I think, wouldn't want to leave Japan that much. But let's, for the final piece, before we get into the game, gaming, which, yeah, let me just hop into that right quick, because gaming is going to take like a few seconds. What did y'all think of, I know what IGN thought of Gotham Knights, but what did y'all think of Gotham Knights? I I like it. Eric? It was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, IGN gave it a five over the combat, mm-hmm. five out of ten. So, to the eyes of the beholder situation, and War Modern Warfare three comes out next week, but the League of Legends semis are happening this weekend with. In Atlanta, so it's gonna be probably crazy just to maneuver around downtown for me and Leland. But other than that, it should be fun. And then finally, for as far as women's wrestling goes, the most controversial list of the year got released, and I want to hear you guys' thoughts on. And I'm only gonna go top twenty, and you guys can ask me up. And I have up to the top 50 confirmed through Deviter. I am not a PWI uh, subscriber, which I need to be. And I am for you guys to be as well. But not sponsored, by the way. But I do think these lists do kind of think, expose like the global stream of things. Men's obviously 500 because there's a lot more male wrestling singles-wise and a lot more wider scale. But with the women's wrestling, there's not as big a scale globally when it comes to women's wrestling. You think it's common? It may be common out here in North America. It's not. Like we just talked about, New Japan's just after 50 years 
incorporating a women's title. There wasn't even a women's company in a mainstream women's company until under Bushi Row until 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago. So it makes total sense. So your top 20 out of 150 of PWI 2022. And before I say this, here are the criteria. In-ring achievement, your influence, your technical ability, your activity, minimum of 10 matches or six months. A match within six pay six pay-per-views. And the breed or quality of competition and the eval period is October 1st, 2021 to September 15th, 2022. So I want you guys to take that in mind, Eric and Trico. So starting at number 20. Utami Hayashida, 19, Deanna Perrazzo, 18, Ronda Rousey, 17, Liv Morgan, 16, Azumi, 15, Mickey James, 14, Masha Slamovich, 13, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Number 12, Miu Yamasha. Number 11, Tasha Steeles. Here's where it's going to get controversial. Number 10, Taya Valkyrie, number nine, Starlight Kid, number eight, Charlotte Flair, number seven, Sayakamatani, number six, Jordan Grace, number five, Jade Cargill, number four, Becky Lynch, number three, Thunder Rosa, number two, Bianca Belair, number one is the current reigning and defending. World of Stardom champion, Sherry. Thoughts, guys? Just on the top 20. Or if you want to ask me on a specifically a specific wrestler I didn't name, where they ended up, shoot away. I'm cool with the top five. I had to tell you, like sure you specifically like her reason for there didn't you because i know people got mad when i said that and it immediately said bianca sure won i'm like bianca didn't win she was pretty much she lost the title going into the eval period and then didn't win it back for like half of it and it's only been feuding with becky bailey and yeah that's really been it becky bailey and oscar So influence has to be in-ring achievement and influence are the two higher ones. But technical, 50-50, and then, yeah. So in-ring influence and activity, you're done in the three for Bianca. It's just technical and breadth, uh, quality of competition. But throughout the... Do you have a wrestler that you wanted to know of, Trico, that I didn't name? No, I'm good with a, uh with, with with the top five. I'm good with it. I said top twenty, bro. Out the top. No, 20. no, there's there's some problems, but I don't want to get too. All right, let's talk about Eric. Go ahead, and then we'll talk about it. Um, I mean, seriously, Ronda Rousey is above Deanna Perrazzo. Influence. 
influence. Yeah, 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 yeah whatever. But <clears throat> I mean, overall list, I mean, seems fine to me. Uh, Masha Slamovich, I was, I'm actually happy to hear she was 13. That's pretty high, actually. She's actually 14. Oh, 14. Bert, Still pretty high. Brick got 13, which to me, I think is the biggest joke. Yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, overall, I agree with it. And do y'all have any specific name y'all want to touch on outside of the uh, top 20? Even though I gave you guys the uh, sheet. And why? Because I think the top 10 is pretty solid. I do think the uh, like top 50 easily could get shuffled. But I do think, because I am curious, Mandy, live over Mandy is one of my biggest issues. And then Thunder over Brit. Those are the two that I have the biggest issue with. Because I can understand, like, I know you're upset over the Ronda over Guyana, but like I said, influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Influence and in-ring achievement. Because Guyana went on a title, like, losing streak streak to start the year. And then she just got it back together with Chelsea and then just lost the title, tag titles again. <clears throat> so it's kind of weird. If this would have been last year, like, hell yeah, Diana should be top five. But this year, uh-uh. Mickey yeah. kind of the same. Like, she, Impact did kind of book her to drop the knockout title, and it was kind of weird after that. Now she's on her last quote-unquote last radio right now but when i look at this and i'm like within the time period of the top within the top 50 i kind of like it i do feel like some of them could be a little tweaked like just seating wise, but I kind of like how the top fifty ended up. Yeah, because I do know and follow a lot of them. Like I said, with the Stardom slash New Japan stuff, is it tricky? Yeah, but you got to think everybody's talking about the full year, and that's why even though Sasha has been inactive since April, was it April or May they walked out? I think it was uh, May. Either way, she's still probably the most influential woman on that roster and won the tag title, won the tag titles in that time frame. So in that first half of the year. So it really like is up to the judges. It's up to everybody that going through the process. But Liv Morgan over Mandy Rose, that's the funny part. Mandy, yeah, she's not that good. But her influence over NXT is way better than Liv's. 
Only granted, it's not a positive influence, but it's an influence. Yeah. Bigger than Liv's because Liv, we all knew, was a transitional champion. And it was very apparent by the rain. Mandy started as started to feel like a transitional champion, but yet they've literally built the women's brand. Literally built the women's division around her. Oh, oh no. What? I'm seeing some. Well, I'm not sure how. Um. Well, I'm not sure. I think this is just a meme channel. Never mind. What? I'm not. I'm not 100% sure on this, but I'm seeing a post from two hours ago saying, "Breaking news: Logan Paul stole one title from our tribal chief Roman Reigns' locker," and it's a picture of him and Jake Paul. And I mean, this don't look photoshopped. Uh, it, it looks like Jake is actually holding the title. Oh God, it's a. Either way, it's a meme because Jake's got his fight this weekend. Jake's got his fight this weekend, so they're gonna do anything to add publicity because. There's no way you could shake Anderson Silva. I'm sorry. You're not going to mentally do what Jake Paul, Jake and Logan try and do. Because Logan literally got inside Roman, the bloodline's heads when he punched him out. Yeah. When he punched out Jake. I just sent the photo. Um... I see it, and that, that doesn't look like Roman's side plate. That's the funny part. It doesn't look like Roman side plate, so it does look like a rough yes, it one. does. Yes, it does. If you zoom in on it, you can see you can see that it's the logo. Not with his arm over not with his hand over the side plate. I mean when you zoom in on it, you can kind of see it. Well we'll see. Anywho. Yeah. Back to whatever. And yeah, it's just crazy. And I do think, yeah, for those that just want to focus on one promotion, that's fine. However, when it comes to a list and perspectives like this, that, like, want to lists that really want to focus on the global scheme of things, don't shot down, shoot down the list just because your favorite wrestler from your favorite promotion didn't get as high as you wanted. Like, I would do my homework on the entire promotion, rather, like someone, rather than, like, shoot them down over everything. Right. So, with that, anything y'all want to plug on this uh, Halloween weekend? Everyone be safe. Everyone have a good Halloween. Um, Don't listen to all the news reports of, ah, get safe candy. That as long as it's not coming out from a random, as long as it's not coming out from a random Ziploc or plastic bag, it's probably fine. If it's prepackaged in the plastic, it probably doesn't have razor blades. Just say. Or it doesn't have a steel like teeth. I'm looking yeah. at memes right now that legit have you know the spirit costume memes. Yeah. There's one on Twitter right now of Dracula that Dracula with a steel face on it. Jeez. Yeah, this is how bad it that's how bad it's gotten. I know we got sidetracked. Trico, go ahead.
Yeah. Here, boy. Now, I just said, good gather up everything for uh, for my next episode of the Trilogy News Talk. Well, I think it's just about the same and just chilling and trying and trying not to let Twitter define what you're into going into the World Series or whatever sport it is. And two fingers. Love y'all. We out.